And it's like God reminds me, Nicole, you have to be ready yes. for all these things. It's great to have a vision board. It's great to have a vision party. It's great to put all these things down but in, in, you know, and journal about it. But what are you doing to prepare to not just obtain it, but maintain it? Exactly. That's, Cause that's a, you know, I think we lose we lose the blessing in the maintenance phase. <laughs> yeah, let me just say that. I think we lose, the, and, and not just the blessing, but I think we lose the favor to keep the blessing in the maintenance phase because wow. we're so, we're so um, gung-ho and crazy and passionate about the pursuit of it. But once you get it, after you pursue it and you actually obtain it, can you maintain? It's like what Jonathan McReynolds helped me maintain. That's, you cannot maintain the blessing that God has given you on your own no. and your own strength. You, no. you just can't do it. You didn't even you didn't get it on your own. You didn't. So can, can we You're listening to the Leaders Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to the Leaders Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Wednesday. I'm so excited to be with you for another week. Today we have something very, very, very special. Um, as those of you know, um, you've been following along the journey and you've been rocking with the Leaders Lab podcast since the beginning of the year when we first started. Um, I have, I, w- I started back off in, uh, in the United States of America, back in transit to China where I live and I teach. And um, I, I found I found a video that I thought I lost of a dear sister friend of mine and I having a conversation um, at the LAX. Uh, it was the LAX H Hotel um, the day that I was preparing to leave. And this this conversation just had so many wonderful leadership tips and nuggets and just us as you know as sisters talking back and forth and the the gems are so valuable this hasn't been shared anywhere else yet it hasn't been shared anywhere else yet so i'm going to bring it to you right here on the leaders lab podcast and i just want you to sit back and listen to my dear sister friend and i her name is apostle uh apostle nicole bonds I will put her social media contact information in the show notes and in the description box below so that you can still be able to, um, that you can be able to communicate with her, contact her or connect with her. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode where we are talking about uh, mentoring moments, being buried to blossom, woo, honey, and so much more. Let's go. Like I said, I, I know I was rebuked. And all awesome. about uh, they said disappearing acts. Bailey, you pulled an Enoch on us. We, 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 we was and you was not. We didn't know. We didn't know. All I know is because it's 
It is. It's discouraging. It can be so discouraging mm -hmm. when you you just you you're passionate about what you have to share and you share it, and then you get like two or three likes, mm -hmm. or you know maybe fifteen or something like that, and you'd be like, yeah. I know this was good to somebody else too. Like, what in the world? This is good. And that's that's what I was telling you before when I said the Holy Spirit convicted me so much. He was like, so let me get this straight. If I give you something to share to the people and only two people like it. You trying to tell me <laughs> that those two people are not aren't as valuable as the 200 that you want to see? Okay, you need to check your heart. That's so good. That's what he literally I was like, that first of all, so Jesus, good. you don't have to come at me like that because <laughs> what he will. <laughs> I was like, why why is, you know, why is it so easy, seemingly so easy for other people to be able to, you know, put out content and instantly they only had and something up for like 3 seconds wait a and sometimes the it's content fake. ain't even good. <laughs> Not, not, it's, it's not real. It's not good. <laughs> or it's borrowed. It's bo stolen, basically. <laughs> Look, Let's talk, talk about, about that. you heard it here first. No, you did not. No, saw. you did not. But it's true. It's so true. That's where, you know, and I think I wish more people would just be honest about it because I think a lot of, especially entrepreneurs or just different persons that are, that are working on, you know, I call it influence management, you yeah. know, just managing their influence. I think these are conversations that we really need to be honest about and have because at some point we go, we all go through that. I know I remember, um, you know, three, four years ago on social media, I could put up, you know, God, I, Jesus wept and, and it'd be 500 likes. You're right. And then I can say, you know, this is the word of the Lord. Uh -huh. It'd be like 23 people. Like, oh, okay. Y'all want the word of the Lord. Okay. All right. You know, um, or, or foolishness will go yeah. viral. That's foolishness. Why, why does foolishness, why does foolishness go viral over faith? Like, I'm just trying to say, like, okay, really? I just... Yeah, totally. It's the thing that gets me. But uh, FYI, I'm totally still in that whole uh, influence management. Thank you. Oh, listen, that's, you know, that is... Because it has to be a thing. That's it, a real thing. It is a real thing. And the reality is, is that what we don't understand, and actually, I have a... Um, I'm going to be, I'm working now. I have a team that's working. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be uh, starting the School of Influence through our organization. It's coming um, next year. Okay. Um, and so we're doing the behind the scenes things now to prepare, especially kingdom minded people for managing their influence. You know what I'm saying? Because that's it. You, because why ask for more if you're not going to manage it well? Why do you want to go to the masses? If Listen. If if you can't be trusted, if you're you know if you don't use your platform, and I, I was just talking to my assistant about this, I one of the things that I absolutely abhor is when someone has a an amazing gift and they have a major platform and they use their platform to be petty, yeah. like they're like like you use it for all the wrong things, but you have such an I'm like, give me that, give me that platform. Can I, can I take your platform? Let, look, <laughs> let me look up at the sky and get ten thousand uh, ten thousand likes in, in, in a minute. necessarily realize mm -hmm. that like you are your brand most you people think that you know it's because I have to have a business or you know a product that I'm working on or a product the first thing people see is you you are your brand mm -hmm. and so being able to manage that but I love the fact that you said 
you know, manage our influence. For me, something that I started looking at was leadership influence and, and, and how, um, how to manage that effectively. A lot of people don't realize in order to really manage something, you do have to strategize for it. You have to. It's not, it's, you know, and, and this is the other thing. Just because something worked for you, you know, just like you on a whim in the last season, doesn't mean that you won't have to come more prepared. There are times when God just graces us. Yes. Because we just were not ready. Can I tell you a recurring dream that I had? Yeah. And it's really crazy. One of the recurring dreams that I have sometimes is It'll be something that I'm preparing for or that and they'll call my name. And the whole dream, I'm prepared, I'm getting there. I'm trying to get there. I, you know, I'll get up to say something and it won't come out right, or I can't get anything out, or mm. I don't have my notebook, or I don't have what I'm looking for, my iPad. And it's like God reminds me, Nicole, you have to be ready yes. for all these things. It's great to have a vision board, it's great to have a vision party, it's great to put all these things down, but in, in you know, and journal about it. But what are you doing to prepare to not just obtain it, but maintain it? Exactly. That's so that's a, you know, I think we lose we lose the blessing in the maintenance phase. <laughs> yeah, let me just say that. I think we lose, the, and, and not just the blessing, but I think we lose the favor to keep the blessing in the maintenance phase because wow. we're so, we're so um, gung-ho and crazy and passionate about the pursuit of it. But once you get it, after you pursue it and you actually obtain it, can you maintain? It's like what well, Jonathan McReynolds helped me maintain. That you cannot maintain the blessing that God has given you on your own no. and in your own strength. You, no. you just can't do it. You didn't even you didn't get it on your own. So you did it. So can we act? And, and you know, and, and you know, the, one of the words that I think helps, and, and you said this earlier, is just having accountability. Accountability helps yeah. us maintain. Our, you know, maintain whatever it is when you have accountability. It says, hey, you know, I've been there. Maybe try this. You know, I know that you're doing great with your sales, but maybe you're not ready for brick and mortar. I know. Right. I know it's, but, you know, we're in 2020. There's a brick and mortar absolutely necessary for you to do what you're doing. You know, just for you to go. Now that's a question right there. You know, or can you, can you have shared expenses in your home and be able to utilize that and, and, you know, and use that wall for several things, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's just things we have to think about. And, and I think some of that goes to who are we trying to prove something to? Exactly. You know? yeah, I mean, you, well, this is, this is the time where we, and when I say time, I mean like era where impression is everything. That's what people just want. We just want to impress people. That's why we do stuff for the lights. We, you know, we do stuff that don't, for That could care less about us. And that's the thing, like, and <laughs> I find it interesting because... When we focus more on the the engagement or the result, the desired engagement, the desired result that we want, instead of focusing on the message, instead of focusing on the intent, like that's the thing where, yeah, okay, so yes, foolishness goes viral, foolishness. but God didn't create you to produce foolishness. He didn't create you to, and so, so how do you, you maintain that? that? How do you maintain? That you went viral for something dumb. How do you? And it's something you, you gotta can't continue. Don't uh, like, yeah, dumb. You know, <laughs> you, 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 we gotta go. You met with a girl that took pictures. She was like, <laughs> uh huh. Look, was like, <laughs> I want the glasses. Like, 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 huh? But you know, but you know, I watched an interview with her, and she stated, if I'm not mistaken, that she ended up falling out with like family members are behind it. You know, all these things that happened. From just from her taking that picture, what it? I mean, and just the, what came with it. 
You know, we're a lot of us are not ready for that, and so we we don't need to be quick to try to get you know you know biblical terms, not so quick to try to get out of the field. Mm. Because we're not ready for it. Yeah. Stay in the field. And I think one of the things I love about the story of David is even after um, Samuel had anointed him as the next king, he didn't go to the throne. He went back to the field. Yeah. Because I think oftentimes God is trying to say, you know what? Let me check your motives. So what are you really doing this mm -hmm. for? Because yeah. if it's for the money, it's going to come off as for the money. If it's for the fame, it's going to come off as for the fame. Yeah. But if it's really because you really want to help someone not. Or, or help someone do something in record time from it took you 20 years to overcome yeah, it. Yeah. Then I think we're going to see that. And right. I, I and I believe that God is, is definitely raised. I think 2020 was one of those years where a lot of those that did not maintain theirs well, it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to see some things. Yeah. But I do believe that God is raising up, even in this year, those who've just been consistent, just putting in the work, doing the right things. I. You know, it's like that. It's like that that plant. You know, before or that tree before it ever looks like much on top of the ground, it's building roots in the ground, and, and it's so buried, but it's still thriving. Oh, 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 Can we talk about oh, 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 that? It's buried, buried in the dirt, but thriving. thriving. <laughs> Is that not a book? Can we a not? Conference? Is that not a t-shirt? <laughs> I mean, seriously, because in order, yes, it's planted. And that's the thing, you know, people say, you know, there's a difference between being planted and buried. It absolutely Ooh. is. But sometimes things are planted so deep down that they're literally, if they're buried, it's okay for them to be buried, but they're not dead. It's alive. And it's still, mm -hmm. it's still pushing through all the soil, all the dirt, pushing. getting all the, it's, and that's the thing, you have to push. Even when you're covered in a whole bunch of dirt and covered in a whole bunch of stuff, it's just all around you. You have to literally push through to become what it is that you knew you were ultimately planted to be in the first place. You, so what you're saying is a seed, uh, uh, the true essence of a seed doesn't forget that it's a seed. That's right. And it doesn't forget what it has the ability to produce. Not and at so all. When we remember, when we keep, when we keep in mind what we've been called to do, who we are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what comes. It does not change the essence of the seed. Mm -mm. The seed is still going to produce. And the thing is, the, the the planter knows what the seed is going to look like. But the seed doesn't know its full potential it until know. it breaks forth out of what it's buried under. And a lot of times, That's good. a lot of times we don't get that full uh, bloom or that full like sprouting experience because we have the wrong planter helping us. Like sometimes, if, listen, if you get planted and left, <laughs> if you get planted and nobody is watering you and nobody is growing you, that's why I really believe that mentorship is so important. And I know you have a mentoring program that mm -hmm. I saw. Mentorship yes, is so important. so important. I don't know if you know this, but January is actually uh, mentoring. You know, I, I saw someone put that up the other day. I was yeah. like, what? It is. You know, it's, we, mentoring it's, it is essential. I say it all the time. Mentoring matters. Having someone that you can submit to as just a form of accountability. Does it say, does it mean that that mentor has accomplished everything you not know? But what it does mean is that they have had a level of success. They have, they have the stories. They have the scars. Yes. And. You know, you know, I saw this the other uh, day, but I'm going to say it for mentors. Mentors are like having the cheat codes. You know, it's like, Absolutely. you know, why you got to go through, you got to go through all that. Let mm -hmm. me take you, 
through this way. Yeah. But I think a lot of people because they've been hurt, because of people that you know maybe had those positions in their life and maybe they were uh, had a lot of broken promises, they found themselves not wanting accountability or not wanting anyone to say anything to them. But that's the worst place you can be in. Absolutely. Is unable to to hear anything from anyone else. You know, and feel like, and you got to think all of this on your own. Yeah. You got to answer yourself, yeah. talk to yourself, answer yourself. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. A lot of people also, too, um, especially my generation, I think when we think about mentorship, okay. um, sometimes it has like a negative connotation. Okay. Um, because we think about people who are um, very authoritative uh. and, and honestly, they don't have that level of compassion or even... I would say patience. And my generation is impatient. Okay, let me just go ahead and say that. Like, we are we are very impatient, which is why we want stuff to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And I realize that that is a, a lot of the reason why um, other generations above us, they look at us and they're just like, you don't have what it takes. Right. Because you you, you don't realize that this thing, it takes time. Everything's not yeah, It takes right time. But um, one thing that I do know is like, and, and sometimes we, we've had people who mentor us mm -hmm. for the sake of their game. Well, we got to deal with it. Yeah. Because this is what I do recognize is that a lot of uh, people in your generation also understand they game recognize, they understand game when it's being ran on them like, mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to, even as mentors, you know, authentic mentors, you have to really keep your heart pure because People can see through whether you're really wanting to help if you're, you know, if it's really something you desire to do. Whether it's just a add to your little group and your posse, and yeah, you know, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't have a heart to really want to see that other person, that mentee, become, and this is the thing, greater than you. See that's see, <laughs> that's what mentorship is really about, and that's what leadership is really about. Mentor, a lot of mentors and leaders are also insecure. And so while they, they love the fact Father. and they love the fact of having those around them that need something from them, but they get antsy when you become something they didn't anticipate because then it's like, I can't manipulate you. I cannot coerce you. I can't, I can't one up you because now, you know, and that's another thing about this generation. You know, you can't just tell them just because God said, you know, <laughs> first of all, now, they're going in prayer for themselves, and they're Googling, and they're going on. Okay. You know, <laughs> the Bible and Google. Let me tell you something. And YouTube. Mm -hmm. The biggest oh, search engines oh, in the world. The Bible, YouTube, and Google. Mm -hmm. The most searched for. Mm -hmm. Okay, because Google is just like Bible Junior. Let's mm -hmm. not. I be, If I look for a certain scripture, and I don't feel like going to, going yeah. to a Bible app. Let me tell you something. You put in what you know of the scripture, and it pop up. <laughs> The whole thing. And a whole lot of people, let me tell you something. You can't tell them Google ain't right. Mm -mm. Once they find out that them symptoms mean they got, you know, <laughs> they got a terminal disease and they just got gas. And once they realize that. Google got, Google got to sit there and, 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 and diagnose death and all of us with a gas bubble. Listen, this is not, this is, this is where we live. This is the type of generation This is the generation. In. Let me tell you something. But you said that, oh my gosh, the, the whole, and I, I thought about that. Now I have been, I have been very fortunate to serve under several different leaders mm -hmm. um, over, oof, in the span of my life, including my parents, where, you know, um, 
I've had, I mean, I've had different leaders. I've had the ones who really did push me and propel mm-hmm. me and be like, no, no, you're called to be more. And, and I didn't like it a lot mm-hmm. of times because it came, it often came in the form of rebuke. But the right type of leader knows the right method of yes. rebuke. You do it in love. Even though I might not, I might not like you right now for what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to respect you because you chastened me in a way yes. that didn't leave me broken. You chastened me in a way that actually built me up instead of tore me down. That's now, good. those type of leaders and mentors that you have when they are, you know, when they start to feel or sense your evolution and your development and and that whole, Uh-oh. that whole what is it, Saul type of thing where he wanted mm-hmm. to keep, uh, keep going after yeah. David. When they start feeling that and you're starting to feel yeah. like animosity and you're like, now, okay, there's tension here that I didn't create. Mm-hmm. And I understand that God will put us in situations that will help us to grow and to, you know, mature. But then there are also situations that that the enemy will cause to kind of basically keep you buried in the ground while you're trying to sprout up. You know, instead of having a planter who is watering you, they're steady padding, you know, just stomping on the on the sprout that's coming up. And that's not the type of mentor that you need. No No matter what industry, no matter what niche. There is a, a mentor that I believe that that you know God has for that. the type of person you are, mm-hmm. the type of person you're becoming, and it can change. That's true. It can change, and I think one of the things that's important too, especially in in, in, in church culture, oftentimes it's like in, in okay in, in education. You know, I use this analogy a lot. You know, if you were in third grade and you graduated and you were going to the fourth grade, um, the third grade teacher doesn't get upset at the fourth grade teacher because the fourth grade teacher has been has a skill set and has a focus for your next level of development. Right, that's good. Okay, but in church culture? In church. Now that oh, ain't good. you left my church? Oh, you went over there? Oh, they, they Sometimes it's just... What you need is something different, and yeah. you know God. He bring he, he'll he'll give you someone that has a you know that that is well versed in various things, and we can't be so on the people that we can't understand that they're not ours. The thing is, the thing is, uh. the thing is, we when that happens, that shows two things. The okay. first thing is it shows the level of maturity of the leader, yes. because when uh, when the end of the thing is here and it's time for graduation, mm. that means that you did your job, they did what they were supposed to do, right. they got all that they were supposed to learn from you, and now it's time for them to move forward. If you continue to hold on to them as they move forward, that means that you didn't recognize them as an assignment, you recognize them as an attachment. So now you're just so attached and you can't detach because. You are, you're still trying to be on this one assignment that you should have passed. You should have already, this is done. The assignment on this level is over. It's done. It's time to go to something else. And it's not pretty when, when, when that time, when, when that time is up and we don't get the, we keep ignoring it. Uh It's ugly. Uh There are a lot of, I think there are a lot of relationships that are strained today because the, the, the welcome, it's like they stayed too long. They stayed, they tried to keep it something it wasn't for too long. 
And when you don't, when you got to know how to, sometimes God is trying to rid you of all of that stuff, mm. you know, of all the fallout and all the conflict. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. I feel like, you know, you know, give me another sign. Okay. And then conflict comes. Yep. And now there's this, you know, elephant in the room and, and you know. And that's a big old sign in itself. Is the elephant? So, the thing is, the, the thing is, sometimes we, uh, for the sake of loyalty, Ooh. we stay loyal mm -hmm. to people, places, and things mm -hmm. that are no longer loyal to Always. us. We stay loyal to people, places, and things that are no longer serving us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think that that's being selfish. But it's not selfish if God called you to live a more abundant life, but you're stagnant. You cannot live a more abundant life and you're stuck. You can't. That, so that, doesn't, you, that doesn't so work. If the other party decides to stay where they are, then, and this is why I say this often, that it is a such state as not just growing together, but growing apart. And sometimes we pray, you know, even in relationships, you pray for growth. You want each other to grow, growth, growth, growth. But you don't understand that sometimes growth, growth, it, it takes you apart, huh? not together. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That right there. <laughs> Lord, say that again. Growth. Sometimes growth, when you're, you're you know, you want, you know, grow us, we want to be better, blah, blah, blah. And in God doing that, it literally grows you as you pray. <laughs> But it's apart. Jesus. So the so you gotta really ask yourself, is growth even what you want? Right. Right. Now that right there, because don't ask for it if you ain't ready for it. That's what we were talking about before. Don't ask for it if you ain't ready for it, because no. then you won't be able to first of all, you won't be able to recognize you it. You won't. When it comes, when it happens. Secondly, you'll mismanage it, you'll mm -hmm. abuse it, and it'll be a wasted opportunity. And then you'll sit there and be like, woe is me or oh me or my, I tried no. this and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. No, it did. You just didn't, you didn't have the right, pers the, the right, uh, I want to say perspective, but it's not even necessarily that. You just, you couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. Well, because loyalty. You were so loyalty. Lo when loyalty blinds you. When loyalty blinds you. Loyalty will have you somewhere thinking you're going east and you're going west. <laughs> you or know, south. I was watching, I was, I was watching um, um, Christmas movie recently. And they told and the, and the girl they were they had robbed they had robbed like a little salvage army or something. He was like, um, just get just go to the highway and take a right or something like that. And so they got they ran into some snow and they're like, we should be running in snow because we went. And he's like, no, you told me to do this. And because of one instruction misconstrued, now you're off way over here. And a lot of us are in delay. Not we can't blame anybody because when God wanted to grow us. When he wanted to catapult us, we messed around and, and, and got comfortable. Well, I'm not listening right now. <laughs> As of right now. God said, oh, okay. As of right now, I just tuned out. I got some for you. <laughs> because what you want to, ma'am, is <laughs> talk about what I just got delivered from. Listen here. Let me tell you something. <sighs> when I tell you something, let me tell you something. One of the worst things you want to hear is reroute. You, you hate that, that word. I told you earlier what happened last year when I was rerouted. I take that. That's a reroute. That's a reroute of the century. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There, there. You have to know that God Taylor made that situation for you. For, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Every COVID, <laughs> COVID rerouted me on the divine power of God to America. Let me tell you for something. the past ten and a half months. 
so that I can literally get back on track. And it's been the most powerful and amazing thing ever. And now as I prepare to go back to China, it's like, okay, I'm walking. And, and the thing is, I'm not even who, who I was before no. I went to China. No. I'm not even who I was crazy. in China. Like now, and it's, it's all about clarity, like having this divine clarity and knowing one, who I am, mm. two, what I'm supposed to what do. What am I supposed to be doing? Three, where I'm supposed to do it. And all four, are important. All of those. And then four, knowing that I don't necessarily have to know the how because those things will be given mm -hmm. to me. Like all of that, all of that is just, it blows my, literally it blows my mind. This entire thing, this entire situation, just all of it, it blows my mind to know that <laughs> I said, oh, okay, well, God used COVID <laughs> to bring me here. Cause I'm telling you, I told you before, I was not happy about it, but it's when I literally changed my perspective of the whole situation. And I started seeing that one, I still had my job. People were leaving their jobs, um, losing their jobs. I still had my apartment. Nothing was lost. My stuff is there. I have the, the cleaning lady goes in my apartment every two weeks to make sure everything is still good. Clean, ready, spick and span, clean, ready for me to come back. Didn't lose that. Three, I was still getting paid every single month, no matter what. No matter what changes, shifts, none of that stuff. Four, I had a roof over my head with my parents. Co and all of us stayed COVID-free. And they still had church because my parents don't play that. But all of us remained COVID-free. Okay. Then after I started looking at those things and I repented, mm. I repented, I literally repented and said, God, please forgive me for not seeing this as a divine opportunity. That was in June. That was in the end of June going into July. Wow. When I tell you everything shifted the end of June. Once I changed how I saw the situation and I stopped speaking, because you know, I believe in the power of words, you know, you, you know, that's my thing right there. Affirmations and how you speak to yourself, what you say to yourself determines yes. what others say about it you. Matters. Yes. You're the first, you, you, you will never get outside of yourself what you do not first see within yourself. And most of us, if we're not careful, we find ourselves looking for everyone else. And I said this on my broadcast the other day. That many of us, many of us have been held hostage mm -hmm. by the voices that we wanted to validate us, and because we waited on that, we have a misconstrued. We are misconstrued about our own selves. Mm -hmm. So you know, you just said, you just said a whole. I mean, like perspective matters. It does, and when you shift that perspective, that's. I feel like so. Oh, okay, Lord, thank you. This is good to me, y'all. <laughs> this fish is good, but so is this good this, word. So this is supposed to be our version of a mukbang, but clearly we so we so deep into this conversation, we ain't really eating that much. I'm trying to sneak it in. Because this here is good. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right, so I see it big as day. You have this huge opportunity okay. that's just open, right? Mm -hmm. The doors are open. It's your opportunity so you can walk through. But the thing that's blocking that passageway for you to walk through is your perspective. When you have the wrong perspective, it blocks you from actually being able to walk into those opportunities. And it blocks the opportunities from getting to you. It does. But as soon as you shift it, all you have to do is just pivot it. Just turn it a little bit. It goes from being the thing that blocks this way to the passage door that opens up. So you can literally, there's a flow that begins to happen. 
So many things started to flow in my life that month, that month. And it was all these things where I was like, I'm just gonna see if it works. That was, I'm just gonna see if it works. Got a brand new car, just gonna see if it works. Wasn't thinking about getting a car at all. At all. I wasn't thinking about it. But God knew I had so many things coming up that I needed to get a vehicle. Got it. When I tell you it was, and this is something, if my mom ever sees this, this is something my mom will tell you about my life. Whenever, and my godmother as well. Whenever I am pushed to kind of do something, okay? It ain't even a hard push. It's just a, one of those where you have an idea. You're like, well, let me just see. And when there is no push back when there's no like challenge when there's no you know it's, it's literally an anointing of ease that's when I know it's God mm. it might not be like that for everybody but I have had so many things happen to me in my life where I would try to force things to happen I would try to force these blessings to manifest and to happen and nothing happened I know about it and then when I finally said you know what God okay fine if you want me to have this if you want me to do this if you want me to move all the way across the world, then you're and going did. to have to do it. And did. On my way back all now. Way. <laughs> all way. All <laughs> But if you want me to do that, you're going to have to do it for me. And I will follow. He opened that door. And when I tell you every single thing, until this day, whenever I do something, whenever I do something, if I apply for something, or if, you know, if I am moved to do something, if it's too much resistance or push back, know. I know that that's not him and I know that some people say well it's but that that creates that whole grit in you like you need to push and you need to do more that may be for you but the specific prayer that I prayed over a decade ago is God if this is not you you will have to do it if it is you make make it so plain and easy and simple there needs to be an anointing of peace mm -hmm. because I'm the type of person where I'll, I will try to control something and make it happen mm -hmm. Whether it's sent by God or not, I, I want this is going to happen, and God is like, but I don't want it to no, happen. No. So His litmus test for me is me being able to see: is there an anointing? Is this thing oily? Is this an anointing of ease for me? Because if it is, then that's for me. If it's not, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says the blessings of the Lord make it rich and adds no sorrow. And some of us have been in sorrow for so long, we mm -hmm. think that because we we obtained it, that it's a blessing. You think because we hustled for it, it's a blessing. But you always know whether it's a blessing from the Lord because of how it continues. You know, you hear you say that it's something about June. I remember, it, I believe it was in June when I decided to go spend some time in um, Alabama with a friend and one of my dear sisters and spend some time out there. I was planning on going for a few days, ended up going for like a week. And during that time is when the Lord began to speak to me about, yeah, it's time for you to really move to LA, which is Anybody knows me know I'm a Virginia, North Carolina girl. Mm -hmm. And so I'm well, like, no, I'm was. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay here. You know, so I remember talking to him, talking it over. And and I, and so let me tell you what was on my mind. I was like, God, it's, you know, the cost of living is so expensive there. And, you know, you know, I don't know. You know, this is this is going to have to, you know, you know, I got a certain kind of taste. And, you know, I just know when I think about my taste and I think about what those with Zillow.com be saying. Yeah, this is not going, I don't know how this is going to happen. And I remember uh, my, my dear sister saying to me, she said, listen, if it's God, she said, you'll never know, she said, but if it's God, you you need to know that if he's putting this in your spirit, you know he's already made the way plain. And I remember making up in my mind while I was in Alabama, I'll never forget, 
I'm moving to LA. And I remember I called my spiritual father and I just sort of talked to him and, and he just gave me the word of the Lord. Funny thing was, months later, um, he didn't even remember saying what he said to me. Wow. I recorded it because I wanted to have it. Wow. Um, I called one of my um, dear uh, co-laborers who works a lot with me in ministry and talked to her about it. She's like, well, okay, okay. <laughs> and um, that started it. And I want you all to know, I remember even once I realized I was actually going to move, I, was, I, I remember every day I would be online just looking up this and looking up that and just like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't find this. You know, should I wait? And the Lord said to me one day, he said, do you trust me? I said, that's the curse word right you, there. Trust. He said, do you That's trust me? I was like, yeah, you know, I trust you, God. You know, I trust you. Why are you asking me that? You know, you know, I trust you. He said, well, if you trust me, stop looking at places. I said, so let me get this straight, God. <laughs> you want me to pack up my stuff, move cross country without an address? He said, yeah. I want to show you what I'm going to do. Woo! I said, God, this is, how am I going to explain this? Listen. How am I going to explain this to people? How am I going to explain what you're saying to me? This doesn't make any sense. I'm a, I'm a project manager by church. But, you know, that's what I did in corporate America. You can't possibly tell me that you want me to move across country over 2,100 miles and you know, I don't have an address. He said, yeah. So I, I planned the entire trip out and um, I planned for one week in L.A. One Meaning I knew where I was going to be staying in L.A. for one week. And I messed around and it, God worked it out. I ended up being on a golf course. But it's one of those things where if you walked outside the gate, it was another world. Wow. It was that's how I was. But God worked it out. And do you know within seven days, I had one of all these appointments, looking at all these places. And the one place I did have an appointment at, I just happened to keep going by. And my sister said, You keep looking over there. You want to stop? I was like, Weirdly, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Stopped at the place. They showed me one place. They had a great special on this one place. It was brand new, never been lived in before. You know, uh, Florida windows, uh, window ceilings, be like 10, 12 feet. You know, it's just ridiculous. It was all these amenities. And I was like, okay, all right, this is really nice. And so I remember putting all my information in and I'm thinking, Lord, you know, you what know, this money talking about? Uh, what this money going to be talking about? <laughs> and he came back and it was like, you know what? And they came back and it was like, you're approved. I was like, okay, great. That's, that's good. And it's like, okay, so this is what you're going to need to move in. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, God, in case you didn't hear them, this is what you need to come up with. Uh -huh. And when I tell you the Lord supernaturally worked that thing out, and I, and I remember like October 16th, I got the keys to my new place. And I remember looking for something furnished because I was thinking, I don't have any furniture. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to start fresh. Yeah. They said, like, oh, we have an interior designer. They're, they're going to come in. They're going to look at everything. I had someone work with me. Uh, they was like, well, what's your style? Do you like uh, uh, contemporary? Do you like, you know, com commercial? Uh, they gave me all these different things. And, and uh, I think I ended up going with mid-century mid modern. Okay. You know? okay. And um, they put everything together, put it in a, in a in this thing, sent it to me. It's like, okay, so tell me what you like, what you don't like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I like this, like this. Don't like those lamps. Don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And do you guys know the day I moved in, they, they brought everything in, set everything up. I have never had that happen. It blew my mind. I'm like, God, what? why are you tripping? And so, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, and I remember saying, okay, God, this is, I, I think you did something major for me. So um, a few weeks later, um, well, several weeks later, I ended up going some other places. And, and so people around in L.A. area started asking me, so tell me, where do you, you know, where do you, where do you live? And I, so I just mentioned where I live. It's like, oh. And so I noticed how he got. You in the fancy place. So I kept hearing people say, 
oh, oh, oh. And so then when they would say something to somebody, it was like, oh, she lives in, I, it was like, oh. I said, wait a minute, God, what did you do? Lord, thank you for my own blessing. Thank you for my own blessing. <laughs> Come on the point is, is, is that when we really just submit to God and, and stop trust. trying to figure that thing out, because we are not in, we're really not in control. Mm -hmm. We are, we're his daughters, we're his sons. And when we take that place of a daughter as a son, we don't have to make everything happen. We just got to be in a place of obedience so that God can do it. And you are a living witness. Well, I'm a living witness. Yes, you are. Yeah, I am. That's why I was Let me laughing. tell you something. How you maintaining all this? Who maintains a whole residence in another country? <laughs> and, and, Wait, and, she ain't even there. <laughs> and have cleaners go in. <laughs> Sending videos saying, this is what it looks like today. In Chinese, of course. Uh-huh. Only God can do it. <sighs> Seriously. So, listen. I'm telling you right now, it, it, there's so many little nuggets that have been dropped. Too many. Like, I'm in here like... <laughs> if you didn't get that... I yeah. mean, oh, Lord. We talked about mentorship, uh, managing your influence. Um, we talked about... Oh, my God. We talked about being buried and still sprouting. Yeah. That right there. And I feel like so many people... So many people were buried in 2020. Mm. Literally, right? Buried. Because of people who passed away. Mm -hmm. But then also, many people were buried. Your dreams mm -hmm. were buried. Your, and and so I think people look at that wrong. They look at it negatively. Like, mm -hmm. my stuff was buried, so I have to leave it there. No, it was buried so it could bloom. Yeah, that's the only way. It's, you have to submit to the process. Yes. And the process is going to test your ego. That word. That that word right there. It's gonna test your ego. It's gonna test your ego to say, oh, okay, let me see. And if you if you have this thing in you that you've got to look a certain way, it's got to present be presented a certain way. Sometimes what God has you doing just looks crazy. It don't look like it, it just seems like this is discombobulated. Lord Jesus. But God is the only one I know that can put can throw some stuff together that you be like, no, this ain't this ain't gonna work. <laughs> and and, and then when it works, you be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.